This is Secrets of the Most Productive People, a productivity podcast where we work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor Kate Davis. This week, we have a bonus episode from our Productivity Dispatch series, Stories from the New Way We Work. Around every election in the U.S., we hear the same cliché. Elections have consequences. It serves to drive home the tangible impact of voting. The phrase may be worn out, but it's true. And it was especially true this year. Progressives and Democrats and anti-Trump Republicans turned out in record numbers to prevent the consequences of a second Trump term. But in at least one case, the damage might have already been done. One of the enduring impacts of the last four years will be how the courts have been reshaped. Record numbers of conservative judges have been installed across the country, including three new Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and most recently, Amy Coney Barrett. All of these justices, plus the three other conservative justices already on the court, are anti-choice. And this new majority on the Supreme Court has read states proposing new legislation and ballot measures to ban abortion, all in the hopes that this will lead to overturning Roe v. Wade. One of those efforts was in Louisiana, where voters pushed through an amendment that effectively enshrines the state's endemic lack of abortion access in its constitution. Amendment 1 introduces language that ensures the Louisiana Constitution will not protect the right to abortion or provide funding for abortion. After the amendment passed, Kathleen Pittman, who runs Hope Medical Group for Women, one of the three clinics that provides abortions in the entire state of Louisiana, talked to us about the continued threats to reproductive rights and what running a clinic during a pandemic is like. This is her story. I remember so well, um, I went to school in the 70s, late 70s, and even though it was post-row, clinics were not prevalent at that time. A friend of mine, when I was in college, had come to me pregnant as a result of date rape and did not know where to go. Between her and several other friends that, for various reasons, ended up needing care, I ended up literally calling the telephone operator. This was before directory assistance. And I remember sitting there for 20 minutes while the operator went to find me, find information. And she was so super sweet. She kept saying, coming back to check, are you still there? I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm still here. And she would say, well, don't go away. I have to, I have to take other calls, but I'm looking, I'm looking. And she actually found us a physician in Arkansas. From that point, I kind of became the go-to person. If you need a number, Kathleen has the number, go get it. And when I came to work at Hope, I thought, I don't have to sit there with this horrible lump in my throat on behalf of my friends trying to find care. It's here, it's available. Little did I know that everything would take a die for the worst. You know, for for our part, it's like we can hardly catch our breath before we have something else that we're having to deal with. Amendment 1 did become a big issue for us. It threw a lot of people into, into panic. The day after the amendment passed, we were fielding phone calls from people 
so many people were so frightened and concerned. I mean, I literally had my assistant administrator crying on the phone with, with one per, one caller. I'm like, you know, you really need to step back and, and breathe. It's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. I mean, when you provide abortion care in Louisiana, there's always some battle. And um, unfortunately, just when we think we see the light of day, something else happens. But my biggest fear isn't that Roe will be overturned. It was that these trap laws that are passed by Louisiana legislature every year will make abortion inaccessible, in which case it doesn't matter that we have Roe. And since Hope is located in the northwest corner of Louisiana, we pretty much pull in, uh, in from a 200-mile radius. We do see a lot of rural um, patients coming from rural areas. Most of the patients we see here already have one or more children. Most of them live at or below the federal poverty line. The most common reason given for terminating a pregnancy is lack of financial resources. And these are women that do not have transportation necessarily. They do not have childcare or can't afford it. You know, it's our legislators and, their, and people that actually have means, have money, they will never suffer. They will always be able to get abortion care. It's the, the poor that cannot, that will not be able to access care. You know, it's, it's tough. Our challenges since the pandemic began has primarily been keeping our doors open. We did have a bit of a battle with state officials early on in order to keep our doors open. When we initially received the closure orders for a lot of elected facilities, the attorney general did everything he could think of and even sent a team of investigators in on us to try to get us to defer patients until later on. But as you well know, time is of the essence when you have an, an unplanned pregnancy. Also, in order to keep our doors open, we've had to rethink a lot of the way we handle patient care as far as um, trying to do social distancing within the clinic. And actually, one of the biggest complaints we've had from patients is the fact that because everybody is masked, we're no longer able to serve cookies and tea. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but for years now, that's kind of been our thing. Patients call us years after the fact, wanting to know what we put in our tea that we serve. Another very difficult thing for us during this pandemic has been having to limit support persons coming into the clinic with our patients. And that's heartbreaking to me because there's something about having your, your best friend, your partner, or your sister, your mom, whoever, sitting next to you, waiting until you're, you're called, you know, I don't know, it, perhaps it bothers staff more than the patients. I don't know. The patients have been, for the most part, very gracious about everything and very understanding and really more grateful than anything that we've managed to stay out. You know, I keep telling people, abortion providers probably do more to put themselves out of business. We educate. We do everything we can to make sure our patients have long-term birth control. I would like to see if we could put ourselves out of business for the right reason because we're no longer needed. Hey, I'm all for that. 
I'd either retire or I would go find something else to do. There's plenty of things out there. But until that day, we're just going to keep at it. that's all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Secrets of the Most Productive People wherever you listen. If you want to share your productivity dispatch, email us at mostproductive at fastcompany.com or tweet us with the hashtag FCMostProductive. Tell us how you are handling the new world of work. This episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People was produced by Joshua Christensen with reporting by Pavithra Mohan.